Welcome to Coffee with a Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic healthcare and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that when applied to your life will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with a Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. Welcome back to Coffee with a Doc. I hope you've been listening to some of my other episodes. This is kind of an adjunct to my Vibrant Lifestyle program, which contains six key principles to optimal health. Today we're going to cover principle number three, proper rest. But the others are proper exercise, proper nutrition. Number three is proper rest. Number four, proper emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Number five is proper structure, and number six is purging, eliminating toxins. So today we want to kind of touch on, and and I think today you'll start to see, as I've been mentioning in the other podcasts, that all of the six principles kind of work together. They're interwoven with each other, so you can't skip one of the six principles. You need to work on all of them. We're going to take a look at uh, some of the uh, top 10 reasons why we need to get a good night's rest. A lot of different researchers and health experts have done a lot of research into proper rest. And we're going to see that it contributes to a lot of different health conditions. So for years, we we see that a lot of experts are kind of hammering on the need to get a good night's rest. But number one, it, it improves your overall health. There's a connection between so many of those top 10 health conditions. And while getting a good night's rest does not give us immunity to all of the ailments that we see, a number of top 10 health conditions are related. There's a correlation between sleep deprivation or sleep deficiencies and many of those different conditions such as heart attack, obesity, heart disease, there's a variety of other health conditions that are also related to inadequate sleep. So there's been a lot of studies that have been conducted across the globe really that have connected poor sleep with a number of these different conditions. Our bodies require long periods of sleep in order to restore, rejuvenate, grow muscles, repair tissue, synthesize hormones that are all very, very important to our overall health. So getting proper rest improves our overall health. But there's also some studies that talk about uh, lowering our pain level. They did uh, one particular study that showed people with sleep deprivation or not getting an adequate amount of sleep on a consistent basis had much higher levels of pain, be it acute pain or chronic pain. So as you get better sleep, pain conditions that you have will subside to some degree as well. But number three, better sex life. A number of studies have been done that show, and that's kind of makes sense you know when you're when you're tired and and wore out all the time uh, it probably does have a negative impact on your sex life but there's some emotional attachments to sleep deprivation as well a number of studies indicate people that have a lack of sleep on a consistent basis have much higher levels of depression and when they restore their sleep levels it kind of clears the depression issues that they were having It also leads to a little better emotional stability. You've probably run into someone, or maybe it has even been you, that you know when you're not having regular night's sleep for for quite a period of time, you're on that emotional roller coaster ride. I joke with a lot of my patients as they uh, go to have children that better try to get all the sleep you can now before you have that first child, because once you have children, it seems you go for years without getting a good night's sleep. 
But, you know, we react to stressful situations to a greater degree, uh, emotional situations, laughter. You know, we, we just take a, the peaks and valleys in our emotional uh, stability are higher and lower because we're not getting enough sleep. And this directly goes into number five, which is a better mood. Sleep impacts our mood. And that kind of goes along with what I was just saying, that we are much more moody when we are not getting a good enough night's sleep on a regular basis. But here's one that I ran across also uh, for number six, uh, lowers the risk of injury. I didn't quite know how this all tied into that, but apparently there have been some studies that have done on some of the major disasters that were man-made or man-caused disasters that we've had uh, in our country and other countries across the world. And a lot of times it was due to insufficient sleep creating a greater degree of human error. <clears throat> they, they did a study on, on the different crashes that we have in our, in our country, automobile crashes, and apparently about 20% of all auto accidents recorded in the United States somehow were related to lack of sleep or improper sleep. It impacted their decision-making and reaction time. I remember watching a study where they, they put people through different degrees of sleep deprivation. They started restricting their sleep by an hour per night and then two hours per night or three hours per night. And this went on for a period of time. And they took them through these kind of agility driving courses where you have to drive through the cones and stop for different things. And there was a distinct uh, loss of uh, decision-making. Their decision-making and reaction times were greatly impacted the longer they went and the more sleep deprivation that occurred. So this also contributes to a higher level of injuries that result from not getting a good night's sleep. So they fit hand-in-hand, uh, in hand. a lot of uh, domestic-type injuries where we hurt ourselves uh, around the house, etc., They've done studies on this, and they found that a, a lot of falls, you know, cutting oneself at home while, while cooking, etc., can be tr contributed to uh, improper sleep on a, on a consistent basis. Number seven, proper sleep increases our creativity. Well, that kind of fits in with our overall mental state when we're not getting uh, good enough sleep. So during sleep, it kind of strengthens our emotions, if you will, and our, our ability to have that creative process that is, is there. And another one it kind of fits along with this, athletic performance is enhanced when we're getting proper rest, and it's diminished when we get improper rest on a consistent basis. And, and, I, and I keep coming back to consistent basis. We might have a night here and there that we don't sleep very well, but if we have a number of nights almost every week that, that we're not sleeping well, not getting enough sleep, that's what we're kind of talking about here is a consistent poor sleep that you're getting over over weeks and weeks and weeks. Number eight, uh, when you don't get enough rest, it tends to cause an overweight problem. Uh, insufficient sleep contributes to weight gain. There are certain hormones within our body that are created during the night, and when we are, have a loss of sleep, we trigger greater degrees of food cravings. So there's a metabolic reason for this. Certain sectors of the brain where these hormones are released and hormones are created that drive appetite. So when we are under a loss of sleep on a continual basis, those appetite hormones are kind of on the high end and we have a greater need to kind of splurge and crave certain foods and we overeat. So sleep 
Loss of sleep contributes to being overweight. Number nine, kind of tying into that emotional aspect of it, sleep deprivation causes much higher levels of stress. One of the experts that I, and I read uh, had a study that they did and they found that sleep definitely reduces level of stress and when we're getting appropriate amounts of sleep. It also can lower our blood pressure and a number of other issues related to stress. So our overall stress levels will be lower as we are getting proper sleep each and every night. I did a talk a number of years ago for a friend of mine that had a memory clinic. Uh, she was in my office and, and she said she was opening up this memory facility. And we we're going to have individuals come in and do different memory exercises. They're going to have caregivers come in and have healthcare experts come in and give different presentations to the caregivers. So uh, I told her, oh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be glad to volunteer to do one of those presentations to the caregivers. And he said, oh, that's great. And when she left my office, she said, send me a syllabus of what you're going to talk about. Well, after she left, I, I you know, I, I, I told her, sure, I'll, I'll send you a syllabus. Well, I had no idea what I was going to talk about at that particular time. But I went back to my Vibrant Lifestyle report and I said, let me see what proper exercise and proper nutrition and proper rest and proper mental, emotional, spiritual well-being and proper structure. I went down each of the six principles in the Vibrant Lifestyle report and saw what the impact was on memory. Each and every one of those six points had a negative or positive effect on memory. In other words, if you followed the rules, it positively impacted your memory. If you broke the rule or, or broke the principle, it had a negative impact on memory. So that's true for getting proper rest. A lack of sleep negatively impacts your overall memory. Getting a good night's rest, we can start to see the, the brain functions better. There's the higher level of creativity, your memory is better, you handle stress better, all the things of life that, that happen every day we can handle them to a greater degree and greater success when we're getting a good night's rest. So, here's the big question. How can we improve our sleep every night? We figured out that we need it. It's vitally important to our overall health. So, how can we improve our sleep? Well, I've got some, I've got some tips for you that are, are very common sense, some of them, and maybe some of them you haven't heard that much about. But, number one, keep to a particular sleep schedule. In other words, try to go to bed at the same time every night and get up in the morning at the same time, even on weekends. It kind of develops that biological clock and it contributes to better overall sleep. Now, when you initially start doing this, it may be a little difficult for you, but as you stick to it rigorously, you'll gradually start to see that you're getting a better night's rest. Uh, I encourage getting a Fitbit when we were talking about exercise. Well, the Fitbit also monitors the quality and the stages of sleep that you're in from the REM sleep to light sleep to deep sleep, etc. and monitors exactly how much sleep you get every night. It's a little scary when you first start doing it and, and hit the button and see how much sleep you've been getting or lack of sleep every night. But get on a pattern uh, experts say, you know, a strict pattern of going to bed at a certain time, getting up at a certain time. My biological clock is set. Uh, I go to bed kind of uh, 10 o'clock-ish, and I wake up without an alarm clock every morning, somewhere between 5 and 5.30. And I, I, don't, I don't need an alarm. I haven't used an alarm for years, but my biological clock is set. My body knows when it's time to get up, and I've gotten a good night's rest. So get on a schedule. It'll make a, it'll make a big difference. 
Many of you may not have been aware, but smoking has been connected to sleeplessness. One of the chemicals and the components in cigarettes is nicotine, which is a stimulant and can prevent you from falling asleep and getting a good night's rest. So there's a lot of other negatives about smoking, but here's one that maybe you weren't aware of. It can contribute to poor sleep, which also contributes to a great number of other health conditions. So it's a kind of a double whammy. Certainly if you're a smoker, I highly recommend that you try to quit. I know it's a difficult thing to do, but there's a lot of resources out there. My sixth principle, purging and eliminating toxins, we're going to specifically talk about smoking and a few other real common toxins that we put into our system. But we're going to give you some tips on how to how to quit smoking, but most states do have some help, self-help, like Florida. I think it's stopsmokingflorida.com or, or, or .org. It's something along those lines, but they have a whole bunch of free resources on there to help you to quit the habit. So it's, it's real important for your overall health, but also contributes to some sleepless nights. And I will say, you know, when you are trying to quit smoking, some of the chemicals, uh, nicotine and other things in cigarettes you'll have some withdrawal symptoms coming off of those, which will probably diminish your ability to get a good night's rest initially while your body is adjusting to not having those things. But kind of work through it. There are some, uh, there are some natural remedies out there to help you through that kind of withdrawal stage. Number three, get regular exercise. Gee, isn't, isn't that one of my principles? It is. Uh, but engaging in, in cardiovascular exercise about 30 minutes a day uh, greatly impacts your overall quality of sleep. Now, there was, well, is one thing about exercise. You should not do it right before you go to bed. Typically, try to get exercise in. If you're uh, an evening exerciser, do it when you first get home from work or typically at least four hours before you go to bed. But many, many studies that show daily regular aerobic exercise greatly helps you fall asleep and stay asleep. So regular exercise. You're going to start to see, as I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, that a lot of these different principles to my Vibrant Lifestyle program are woven in with each other. Here's, here's proper exercise helping you to get better rest, which is one of the other principles. Another tip, number four, is, is to be able to listen to... Uh, some music, yeah. There's a lot of different music you can get on your on your cell phone and program that to kind of play for an hour or so. But just some of that gentle music that you like, whatever that relaxing type sounds maybe that that you like. Doesn't even have to be music, but any particular sounds that will just kind of help you get to sleep is, is a great tool for that. Number five, stay away from the heavy late afternoon or evening meals. Eating real heavy right before you go to bed is, is a sure way to have some sleepless hours during the course of the night. I know this is true for me. So rather than consume that, that heavy meal right before you go to bed, you know, have a snack, if you will, real light snack in the evening. That won't interfere with your sleep at all. But here we go. Proper eating also affects your, another one of the principles, you know, proper rest. So you got to, got to eat right. Uh, number six, let's talk about uh, your sleep environment, and there's many different aspects to this, but your your bedroom. I see a lot of, of folks that work very strange schedules. Uh, some days they're there in the morning, some days they're there at night. I don't really know how they do it, and I don't think it's a very healthy pattern when you're you know up one morning and then another morning you're sleeping, uh, you know that type of thing. But anyway, the I always ask them, what do you do when you get home? 
at seven o'clock in the morning and now you're going to go to bed? Do you black out the windows in your bedroom? I'd say most of them do. They maybe have the ceiling fan on, the windows are blacked out, so it's like nighttime in there. It's quiet, it's dark. They try to make it relaxing as possible, even though the rest of the world is just getting started with their day. But if it's too hot or too cold, you know, that can affect that can affect your sleep. Your your bed is the is the next factor here. You know, about your mattress. People always ask me what is the best mattress for a good night's rest. I personally like a firmer mattress with maybe a little pillow top on it to soften it up a little bit. But there is a mattress out there for you that that meets the qualities that you need to get a good night's rest. But if you have that kind of crater that your your body kind of falls into every night where it's the indentation of your body, your mattress is probably wore out and you need a new mattress. We refer all of our patients to a local bedding store that has a wide variety of different types, different qualities, uh, different materials, and they have a one-year try-it-or-return-it policy. So it will take months to really determine if a particular mattress is right for you. And this particular company, they want to get it right. They want you to get a good night's rest. But a mattress is key. Having the right pillow that supports your neck is also very, very important. You know, our cervical spine needs to uh, to be maintained the curvature in our cervical spine so you need a pillow that supports your neck area kind of allows you to lay flat but supports your neck area there's a, a variety of other issues when it comes to mattresses but what you're sleeping on and positions you're sleeping in are very very important number eight uh, wind down at the end of the day i don't know about you but some of my days are, are very very hectic so when I come home, there's kind of a process. Of, uh, sometimes I'm, I'm very wound up by the time I actually get home. But I start to wind down, and by the time 9, 30, 10, 10 o'clock comes along, I've kind of wound down a little bit. So that's, uh, that's very helpful. In that process, if you have trouble kind of winding down, there are such the things as the herbal teas in that, and that would be kind of number nine. There's a variety of, of herbal teas that can help you. Some of them have valerian in it, lavender, etc., uh, that are kind of sleep aids. So you can go to the health food store and, and ask them about some of the different teas that will help with you getting to sleep and helping you to sleep. But be cautious with the herbal teas and medications that you might be on. Some of these herbal teas uh, interact with your medications, so make sure you talk to your doctor if you're on any kind of medications. Number 10, using electronic devices late in the evening. The thing nowadays, obviously, I think the cell phone is part of some folks' hand. It never seems to leave their hand. iPads, uh, computers, but they've done some research studies and show that utilizing those electronic devices right up to bedtime, it does something to our, our neuromechanism and our brain and it, it becomes very difficult to fall asleep. So cut out the use and that's part of that uh, winding down process that uh, we went through a little bit earlier, but knock off the use of the cell phone, the iPad, the computer long before you go to bed so your brain can start to wind down as well as you start to wind down and prepare for that set bedtime. But are there some things that we can have that help us? I mentioned the herbal teas that maybe that we can take, but there are also essential oils. I gave a whole session on essential oils a, a couple of podcasts ago, and we talked about a variety of, varieties of these, but there are, are things that I know the company that we utilize, Dutera, 
uh, lavender, bergamot is one, serenity is another one. Uh, we use these in a variety of ways. You can put it in a diffuser by your bed, kind of diffuses it into the air. You can also apply it to your skin. And some of those uh, can be taken internally as well. And they're designed to just kind of help you get to sleep and stay, stay asleep. They have some relaxing properties to them. So it's a, it's a, great, it's a great way to, to help you get to sleep. Well, there's no, this is number 12. There's a, a number of different uh, health issues, uh, musculoskeletal issues as well. When I see patients who are hurting, that's one of the things I always ask them about. How is this impacting their sleep? Because I know that certain conditions greatly impact an individual's ability to good not, get a good night's rest. If they can't get a good night's rest, they have a slow reaction time to our treatment. They don't respond as well. So one of my first objectives with anybody that's hurting is to get them sleeping well at night. That's one of the one of the key things. But there's a variety of different health conditions from, you know, heart conditions and blood pressure conditions, thyroid condition, kidney conditions, sleep apnea is another one. And we're going to have a, a whole future podcasts devoted to sleep apnea. There's a variety of, of health conditions which falls under principle number five, proper structure that impact other principles. And this is another example of that. As I was saying, a lot of these different principles impact each other. So there are conditions like thyroid disease, heart disease, kidney disease, blood pressure disease that impact your sleep. And also, as we go into number 13 here, medications for those different conditions can also impact your sleep negatively. So if you're having difficulty sleeping and you are on some type of prescription medication, start to take a look at the side effects of the medication that you're taking. Some of the anti-arrhythmic medications, beta blockers, for example, corticosteroids, diuretics, even some cough medicines, headache and pain medications, the nicotine replacement patches that you're putting on to quit smoking. Nicotine is a stimulant. So it can greatly impact your sleep. Depression medications, anxiety medications, thyroid medications can all impact your ability to good, get a good night's sleep. Other medications cause you to sleep during the day. In other words, they make you drowsy and sleepy during the day. You may even lay down to take a nap during the day. And hence, when you go to bed at night, you're not as tired. So we have both sides of that that can be a contributor because of medications that you're taking. So you need to look at your overall medications, look at those side effects. It's best uh, to try to get off some of those medications, but I would not recommend doing that on your own. I don't know which ones maybe you take, but there might be some very natural products that can accomplish the healing that you need or uh, the relief that you need that are not prescription medications. Again, prescription medications all have side effects. That's something that they a negative effect on your body. So we want to minimize medications, but unfortunately, uh, you don't need to be doing this on your own. You need to talk to your primary care physician and kind of work through that process, trying to get off of medications as many as you can. But they do impact your sleep. It's a real common cause of not being able to get a good night's sleep. Well, there you have some natural ways to kind of overcome your sleep issues. Again, we're going to dig into a lot of these as we go forward, take some of those individual conditions, such as uh, sleep apnea is one of them. We're going to talk about 
uh, snoring and some ways to help with your snoring that maybe it doesn't impact your sleep, but it impacts the sleep of someone else in the room. <laughs> but uh, sleep is of vital importance to our overall health. We have got to get a good night's rest. If you're consistently not getting a good night's rest, whatever the cause may be, we need to address that cause and start to work on that cause so that you can start to get a good night's sleep. Uh, continued sleep deprivation is going to cause a variety of health problems for you. Well, next week uh, we're going to we're going to talk about mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. That's principle number four. Uh, following that will be principle number five: proper structure. Uh, we're going to get into some really interesting points on proper structure, and then we'll finish up uh, covering the basic principles with purging and eliminating toxins. And again, under each of these principles, there's a whole variety of topics that we're going to be covering, but they'll all fit somewhere under one of those six main principles in my Vibrant Lifestyle program. All six are important, as you can kind of see today, they're interwoven with each other. Lack in one principle impacts negatively another principle, just as we saw. Uh, lack of proper exercise, poor eating habits, greatly impacts proper sleep, as does uh, proper structure. Not having proper structure, having structural issues and pain and other conditions can impact your sleep, which kind of magnifies every other problem that you have. So it's a terrible wheel that you get on where one problem causes another problem to worsen, which again causes another problem to worsen. So when we see uh, sleep problems, if you're not getting a good night's sleep, it's indicating that there's a problem somewhere. We need to address it, figure it out, so that you can get good quality sleep each and every night. Well, I hope you tune in again next week as we cover uh, proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Again, it's a it's a real wide topic with all kinds of stuff there. So we're going to kind of cover the cover the bases of it, and as we progress on, we'll talk about more detail. Thanks for listening, and please uh, tell others about Coffee with the Doc.